Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hey there, you podcasters. I'm super excited to pop on today. Have I got a word for you? It is going to bless you. I mean, it is really going to bless you. I don't know if you had an opportunity to look at the last release or if you looked at it on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, or if you just listened to it on Apple Podcasts. But I talked a little bit about blocking spirits blocking spirits. And today I'm going to continue to build upon that. And we will be talking about counterfeit spirits, counterfeit spirits. But before I jump into it, I want to tell you guys, thank you for being loyal listeners. You have been awesome and more than amazing with the support that I've been receiving through the channel and through the podcast. You guys have just been downloading and I mean just really supporting me and I want to say thank you thank you it gives me the encouragement that I need to continue to press on in getting these messages out to you I am um, honored that God would choose me to bring the gospel to his people and I want you to know that you're special you are so special to God and he loves you he loves you and he thinks the world of you um, for those of you who have not had an opportunity, I would encourage you to jump over to my YouTube channel. It's Positive Thinking Podcast, Positive Thinking Podcast with me, Jasmine Baker. And you'll see um, all the colors and stuff on the page. But I encourage you to jump on there and, and to interact with me on my YouTube channel. I would love to interact with you also on my YouTube channel if it is your first time receiving salvation. I am also mailing out uh, one of my books on prayer, Prayer 101. So I'm encouraging you guys to go over to the YouTube channel. Support me on YouTube. I would love to go live and talk with you guys. Um, I would love to go live, talk with you guys, and do some um, free flow in the prophetic. So if you would like to be a part of that free flow, free flow in the prophetic, I am uh, more than happy to do that if you would jump over to my YouTube channel. Um, again, when you jump over there, subscribe, like, and share. Again, those that just love to hear me on Apple Podcasts, then I would encourage you to write a review. Write a review. Reviews are important because it allows other people who are perusing by looking for something to listen to. When they see the reviews, that's what's going to draw them into the channel. So I would encourage you, if you are listening to this or you've listened to it several times and you haven't written a review, go over to Apple Podcasts and write a review. I would love to get a review from you guys. Okay, let's jump into this word. We're going to be in the book of Acts again. Acts chapter 19, 11 through 20. Acts chapter 19, 11 through 20. We're going to jump into this book. And again, the, the book of Acts is unique because it, it shows the display of um, the apostles in the different acts they were doing. 
when Jesus goes off the scene. So this is a very important book. It allows us to really see um, the power of God in operation, the power of God in operation through the acts of the apostles. So um, it's a very enlightening book. I've, I've definitely had a ball reading what we're going to go through today. I mean, every time I read the book of Acts, I'm always just amazed. Every time I read the Bible, I'm always taken back and amazed how much God loves us and how there's nothing new under the sun. The, the things that we're doing now, they were doing back then. So it's a blessing to me. But again, if I had to title this topic, I would title it Counterfeit Spirits counterfeit spirits. And if I had to give it a subtopic, I would call it illegal operation, an illegal operation. Again, the title was counterfeit spirits. We're in the book of Acts chapter 19 verses 11 through 20. I'm going to go ahead and read it and then I'll give you a backdrop to bring you up to speed. It says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and their evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went out around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. They would say in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number, a number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. And grew in power. I want to read it one more time. One more time. It says, God gave Paul the power to do unusual miracles. So that even when the handkerchiefs or the cloths that had touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and any evil spirits within them came out. A team of Jews who were traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits, tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus. The incantation they used was this. I command you by Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But when they tried it on a man possessed by an evil spirit, the spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? And he leaped on them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and badly injured. The story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored.
Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing magic brought their incantation books and burned them at a public barn fire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect and had a powerful effect. Remember today, I told you we are talking about counterfeit spirits, counterfeit spirits. But let me give you a little bit of backdrop of what's going on here so that you'll understand before we jump into this, because you can see already that this is going to be a very interesting uh, story on today. And and when I say counterfeit spirits, you can kind of see where I'm going with this, with how these sons of Sceva who have been walking around um, trying to uh, imitate or counterfeit the Apostle Paul's healings and trying to counterfeit the healings of Jesus Christ, what happens to them when they found themselves in what I call an illegal operation, an illegal operation. Now, this uh, particular portion of Acts is interesting because Paul went on several missionary journeys. This portion of the journey is actually in the third missionary journey. However, he had did two journeys prior to this. The story inside of the third missionary journey um, that Paul is executing is where we are at here in the book of Acts, Acts 19. And Acts 19 is full of a lot of meat. It contains um, accounts of Paul's two years and three months stint in um, Ephesus. It also talks a little bit about, um, well, and, and I want to put this out there that some people argue whether he was there two years, three months, or a total of three years. So you're going to hear um, people argue about that time frame. It is important to note that Ephesus is uh, modern day Turkey. So what we know as modern day Turkey, that was Ephesus. While, while he was there, he taught, he baptized, and he healed the sick. He dealt with Jewish exorcists and, and narrowly escaped mob violence. So he had uh, been mobbed while he was in um, Ephesus as well. All of these experiences that Paul went through um, during this time was to, sh to bear witness to um, the Holy Spirit and the, and the power of God. So that's a little bit of a, the backdrop that's going on in here. And in order for you to really get um, an appreciation of this particular scripture, you, you have to understand that um, Paul is in Ephesus, but Paul had wrote a letter to Ephesus. That's in the book of Ephesians. So when you read the book of Ephesians, that's the letter to the church of Ephesus. And when you read the letter, the letter talks about multiple things. But the thing I want to kind of zone in on for um, today's discussion is he talked with them about dealing in the occult, in the supernatural beliefs and uh, practices that are out of the operation of the Holy Spirit. So when I say that, he's basically dealing with people operating in witchcraft. And, and I don't know if you've ever encountered someone in the occult or someone operating in witchcraft or someone operating in spells, operating in new age, operating in uh, voodoo and black magic, white magic, any type of incantations and things that are other than operating under the submission of the Holy Spirit and the power of God is witchcraft. It's witchcraft and there's no way around it. The word of God ex explicitly addresses that witchcraft is an abomination to the Lord and they will find themselves those that want to pat 
practice witchcraft, soothsayers, mediums, any any person operating in those areas will be found in the lake of fire. There's no way around it. So this book kind of opens up a situation and a scenario where you get to see the power of God and a magician or a counterfeit power trying to operate as if he is um, operating under the power of God. So let's jump back into the the word because now you'll kind of understand what's going on as I deep dive into this um, scripture. And I'm just going to go line by line. That way you get a, a really like appreciation for this particular scripture. Now we're talking about counterfeit spirits and anytime someone tries to counterfeit someone else or you get these counterfeit spirits operating it's because nine times out of ten you're getting a particular result and that spirit is trying to copy that thing to get that result and I like to say it like this that spirit is trying to take a shortcut instead of uh, being submitted to God and operating and giving their gifts over to God so that God might be able to use them and to uh, purify their gifts. Come on now, because sometimes when you have a gift, I've seen multiple times where people will have a gift and they have used their gift uh, for perversion. Their their gift is operating um, not for God. It's, it may, they may be doing tarot cards, they're making money, from tarot cards, they might be doing new age and, and giving what they think is a prophecy. You know, they're doing all types of stuff and they're benefiting from it. A lot of people that are operating in those areas, they are operating and they're receiving some type of uh, benefit from it, some type of uh, financial gain, you know, whatever it is, attention. I don't know, but I do know this, that you cannot match a matchless God. And this, this, this story kind of tells us that. So let's jump into verse 11. It says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. This is interesting because this, this hits to my point number one. My point number one is that God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. I know that I'm right because Paul wasn't the only person that God did extra extraordinary miracles through. Because in this, this particular chapter, it says that it shows us the miracles that the Lord is um, doing through Paul. The miracles that he's doing, it, it, it says that in verse 12, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and evil spirits left him. So basically they was taking Paul's uh, sweat rags, the, the clothing that he had wore and they was cutting it up and giving it to people. And because that clothing had come into contact with uh, Paul and the power that was the Lord was uh, operating through Paul at that time, people were being healed. But this wasn't the first time that something miraculous like this or an unusual miracle have been worked in the Bible. There are several times where we can find where there's these unusual miracles in operation in the Bible. It's not just with Paul. I can recall Paul and Peter together having a total of 18 miracles that they performed, 18 different miraculous miracles that they performed. But what I want you to understand is that 
They weren't special. They just submitted themselves over to God and they had a relationship with God. They allowed God to be their Lord and Savior. They uh, submitted themselves through relationship, through uh, devotions, through prayer. And when you are submitted like that to God and there's a relationship there, he can trust um, his power to operate through you. He can trust that you're not going to inadvertently use that power wrong. He can trust you. And I know that I'm right because when you go back to verse 11, it says that God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. These weren't just any kind of miracles. These was extraordinary miracles that he worked through Paul. But again, I recall him doing uh, miracles through Peter. I can remember specifically with Peter, that Peter was walking and they would want to uh, put people who needed healing in Peter's shadow so that they could be healed. I can remember a story called Ananias and Sapphira with Peter. That's in Acts 5, 1 through 10, where they lie to Peter and they're lying to the Holy Spirit resting upon Peter's life and then they drop dead. So I we've seen all types of things happening. We've seen Peter rescued from prison by an angel in the book of Acts 12, 7 through 17. We saw uh Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus in Acts 9, 1 through uh 9. We saw uh the doors of the prison opened by earthquake for Paul in, in Philippi. It, in Acts 16, 25 through 26. So there is multiple miracles or even this one. I love this miracle. When Paul was bit by a viper snake and it didn't even heal him or hurt him. That's in the book of Acts 28, three through six. So there's multiple scriptures of miracles. And that's just to touch a few because we have Elijah and Elijah who worked many miracles. Come on now, Elijah called down fire from heaven. He called down fire from heaven. Moses performed miracles. Come on now, we know the plagues. So the Lord has always chose to use ordinary men to do extraordinary things. But my question to you on today is, will you be able to identify a counterfeit spirit? A counterfeit spirit. That's what I want you to to stop and think about, will you be able to identify it? Because when we look at this scripture, we get to see clearly a counterfeit spirit. Now it says um, that in verse 12, it says, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him, him being Paul, were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left him. So when we see all of this stuff that's happening, you could kind of get a feel as to why someone would want to counterfeit what Paul is doing. Someone who's wanting to make money, someone with a hidden agenda, someone who wants some attention, someone who sees that you're getting Paul is getting a result from something. And I want to get in the limelight too. You can see why someone would want to counterfeit this. Now, if you go down to 13, and this is how 13 and verse 13 reads, it says, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus. So you got to get this. So basically what's happening here is there's a team of Jews who is traveling from town to town and they're casting out evil spirits. So they try to use the name of Jesus. Come on now, get this. They're trying to use the name of Jesus 
in, in an incantation. So the incantation they use, this is what it was. So an incantation is like a spell. So they basically try to take the name of Jesus because Paul is operating it and casting out these spirits and doing all these powerful feats in the name of Jesus. And so they look at it like, oh, that must be another spell. They're looking at Paul like Paul's a magician. They're looking at Paul like, you know what? Maybe he got better spells than us. They're not looking at Paul like Paul is operating alone. Paul's operating because God is allowing his power to work through Paul. And we know that because verse one tells us God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So and verse 13 says there's a team of Jews who were traveling from basically from city to city, casting out evil spirits. And so they hear about what Paul is doing. So they try to use um, Jesus's name inside of it, a spell. And this is how they how they and this is so funny to me how they say this. And this is how, you know, they try to just take Jesus name and plug it into one of their spells like they open up their book and, you know, they don't, I'm going to plug Jesus name into this field so I can get the same result that Paul is getting. It says, I command you by Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Now get this. They're doing a command to get a spirit out of a man, but they're saying, I command you by Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. So basically they're already saying we don't have a relationship with him. This, the, Paul has a relationship with Jesus Christ and, and we're going to, to plug him in here so that we can get the same result he's getting. And I'm at verse 14. It says seven sons of Sceva, a leading, leading priest were doing this. So this is the seven sons of Sceva walking around trying to use Jesus's name in vain without a relationship and inadvertently I'm going to use Paul to to kind of to to put some oomph behind this name or the, some oomph behind this spell that I'm trying to put out and and I find this so amazing because even today you see this you see people operating they see someone else doing something and because that looks good or because that looks like they getting a great result or because it looks like they powerful or because it looks like you know they are doing something that you're not doing i'm just gonna try to take what they doing and, and sprinkle it on what i'm doing and i'm gonna get the same result failing to realize that this relationship with god and everything that anyone is doing is about the time that we've spent with him it's about the crushing that takes place over each and every one of our lives that the lord might be able to trust us because it says in the word of god who he calls he qualifies so there's a relationship going on you don't just show up and the lord is just allowing you to operate in his power there's a relationship there's a a, a breaking that has to take place in order for us to operate at the level that Paul is operating at. Now let's, let's go back in here. I'm at verse 14. It says seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest were doing this, but when they tried it on a man possessed by an evil spirit. Now this is where I said there's an illegal operation. As soon as they try it on a man that's possessed with the evil spirit, the spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul but who are you? And this is interesting because the spirit is basically saying, I know Jesus and I know Paul. And the reason they know Jesus and Paul and get this, this is an evil spirit recognizing the light, 
recognizing uh, the authority given to Jesus, the son of God and authority that God has given to Paul to operate the the evil spirits recognize them that's why i said this was in e the sons of skeva was doing an illegal operation they was trying to inadvertently uh counterfeit something that's holy and just like you can just plug it in and get the same results so it says but when they tried it on a man possessed by an evil spirit the evil spirit replied i know jesus and i know paul but who are you and he leaped on them and attacked them and with such violence they had fled from the house naked and badly injured the story of what happened spread quickly throughout ephesus and when the, this is the thing and the story spread so bad i could imagine it was probably like on the news it was probably that people was laughing and talking about it that you know they tried to go in there and copy paul and and they got beat up and by this spirit i'm sure it was a news flash everywhere in the town and and but it also was a blessing because it brought people to christ when you go down to verse 17 it says the story of what happened spread quickly all through ephesus to jews and greeks alike a solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the lord jesus was greatly honored many who became believers confessed their sinful practices a number of them who had been practicing magic brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books were several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. So although these sons of Sceva went in and tried to counterfeit the power of God, and, and not only that, to diminish the name of Jesus down to, to a spell in the incantation, they experienced the repercussions of doing that and the repercussions was that this evil spirit overpowered them overpowered them and beat them up so bad took their clothes off and sent them down out of the house bleeding and i find this very interesting because even when i look at this when the when the uh evil spirit beat them up that uh leads me to uh point number two which talks a little bit about how the evil spirit answered them and when the spirit says i know jesus and i know paul you know he's again designating and i hate to repeat this but i have to repeat this one more time so you can get it he's basically saying i identify them they are legal to operate but these seven sons of skiva are operating on their own accord so because they operating on their own accord and they recognize that the seven sons of Sceva didn't have no relationship with God. They didn't have no relationship with Jesus Christ. They was just using his name in vain. Paul had a relationship. That's why they recognized him. And when I look at the man and as he's getting, oh, as these seven sons of Sceva get overpowered and they get beat up, to me, this is a classic, uh, a classic principle that you can find in the in the Bible called binding the strong man. When you hear people say binding the strong man, you can go over to Mark three and twenty seven. It says, "No man can enter into a strong man's house, and despite his goods, unless the first bind is, is except you first bind the strong man, and then he will dispose of his house." So basically, that's saying that in order for those men to have gotten beaten up 
the strong, they had to, this spirit had to bind the strong man. So basically this spirit jumped on them, jumped on them, overpowered them. And once he overpowered them, cause they thought they was like the strong man, he overpowered the strong man and sent them out of the house running naked and bleeding. Also, when you go over to Matthew 12, 22 and 29, this is how that reads. It says, where they brought Jesus, a man possessed by a demon, the, the demon is the one who binds the strong man before possessing him. The strong man is the victim of the demon. The demon had caused the strong man to be blind and could not speak because of the possession. So you can kind of see in Matthew 12, 22 through 29, you can see a situation where, where the strong man um, is binding up this man to the point he can't even talk. He can't do nothing. He's, he's blind. He's mute because this, this demonic spirit has went in and it has bound him up. And now he can't do anything that the demonic spirit has taken possession of his body. Now, the interesting thing with this is when you go down to uh, verse 17, it says, when this became known to the Jews and the Greeks in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear in the name of the Lord. Jesus was held in high honor. And that's where I kind of want to hit on point number three. God's power is matchless. Now, see, when they saw and heard what happened with the sons of Sceva, this allowed them to now get a holy fear and a holy reverence for God again. And when we get a holy reverence and a holy fear for God and we um, honor and esteem God, we get to really see the matchless power of God. So what you saw them coming to this, this place of seeing God's power in Paul and seeing how these people tried to imitate the power and what the consequence was, it brought holy fear to them. But it also allowed them to see God's matchless power. So it's a blessing in this. Again, point number one is that God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Point number two, God qualifies the call. So God using ordinary people, he used Paul. I, I gave you multiple uh, people that God used to do these extraordinary miracles. And, and again, God called them. So he called them and then he qualified them to operate. That's why it says that he did these extraordinary miracles through Paul. He called Paul and Paul submitted. And so the Lord was able to operate through him through these miraculous miracles. And the other thing is God's power is matchless. So whenever these counterfeit spirits try to counterfeit God's power, you will always see the Lord rise to the occasion and show his matchless power. And that's what you saw in this scripture. You saw the sons of Sceva, excuse me, you saw the sons of Sceva get beat up and overpowered by this demonic force because the Lord is trying to show them that you can't counterfeit me. You can't go in here and throw my name in a sentence and turn me into some little magic potion or magic spell. It don't work that way. And so that you can understand what you dealing with is different than Paul. Paul has a relationship with me. So when he calls my name, I identify Paul. I know Paul. Paul is legal to operate in that area and you are not. And the repercussions of it or the consequence of them trying to operate in an anointing that did not belong to them is they got beat up 
by this evil spirit. Now you say, well, how does that apply to my life today? Oh, it applies a lot because I'm trying to get you to understand on today that you have to be happy with being who God created you to be. I know that as we look at social media, as we see other people getting good results on things that they're doing, that it makes us want to do that. It makes us want to, uh, let me try that. Let me be like them. You know, I admire them. But the thing, when we start to operate in that area, it can become very dangerous because next thing you know, you are um, telling the Lord that when he made you, he didn't know what he was doing. When he made you, it wasn't good enough that you want to be somebody else. And why would you want to be a cheap carbon copy of someone else when you can be your true authentic self? You can be an original version of yourself. I still have yet to understand why people will want to counterfeit someone else when God has made them beautiful and, and, and just great in their own right. But they will want to be someone else. So I'm saying on today, be comfortable with being you. Don't go counterfeiting other people's spirits. Don't go thinking that you can take a shortcut with stuff because the word of God is clear. It says we cannot take a shortcut. We can't. The father didn't take a shortcut through his son, Jesus Christ. We cannot take a shortcut in this walk. We have to walk it out and we have to trust God. And not only that, we have to be happy with how he's made us as an individual. I believe these seven sons of Sceva looked at Paul and Paul looked like he was getting uh, getting all the attention. Paul just looked a little bit better than them and they decide they want to try to do it. Paul, they wanted to appear like they was doing it Paul's way, but they was taking a shortcut because they didn't have a relationship with Christ. So again, I tell you guys that I love you on today. I'm praying that you guys continue to stay strong in God. I'm praying that you will uh, be able to identify when a counterfeit spirit is operating. I'm praying that as you continue to go throughout the week, that you will um, get to this place, that you will get just even more revelation of the scriptures that I've put out to you on today, talking about counterfeit spirits and and being able to see the repercussions when a counterfeit spirit does try to to uh imitate you that they won't ever be able to replicate you because you are an original and you are special i love you guys i want you to be blessed know you are highly favored i am praying for you and again i want you to go over and support my youtube channel go in and subscribe make a comment know that i'm praying your strength in the lord and if you need um, any specific prayers, go over to my Positive Thinking Podcast you, um, Instagram and you can send me your prayer request over there and I'll be more than happy to pray for you. And until next time, guys, I want you to be blessed and know you are highly, highly favored. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to www.positivethinkingpodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.